you got Q's, we got A's. This is our first Q&A on Mere Conversations podcast. Like, official Q&A. Yeah, some of y'all stupid. Like, yeah. I, we, I, I but I like stupid. I, no, I, I mean... You don't like stupid? It depends. Depends, depends on what depends kind on of the, stupid. the level of stupidity. Some of these people I love with all my heart. But <laughs> some of them, I'm like, what y'all doing? But, um, like... Hmm. I, I talked to my wife, you know, and yeah, yeah. asked her, like, you have any questions for me or conversations? And she she wanted to know how awesome we thought she was. Yeah. Which, which we think she's pretty great. Yeah, I think we should just have a How Great Are Our Wives podcast um, that, <laughs> and and brag about our wives. Did you intentionally, like, like make that, like, How Great Is Our God no, <laughs> you did. okay, because I did not. You even did the tone of like, how great is our, how great is our God? No, that's amazing. How great, how great is our wife? Like, how great is our God? How great you, you is okay. my wife? Yeah, on that. So, worship pastor. That's let's see. But we we got a lot of interesting questions. We did, Stuff. and I think the most important one that we received was. Um, let me read it word for word. You're gonna read it word for word. I just want to make sure I get it correct. It was such a deep question. And I just I don't want to mess it up. So the question was, how does the stash look that clean? And I think that's referring to my mustache. It, it is because I don't um, have a mustache. I mean, I have I have a beard. Yeah. Thank you for using you know the word stash. I just had to you know. Are we talking about you know my my stash like money yeah. like stacks and stash of cash? No. Uh, really, the stash is um, uh, it started as a as a hey you should do this. I don't know, and I thought it could be a joke, and I did it, and I and fell it, in love with the stash. It looks good. It looks good. Thank you. I, I, I remember when you first did. I didn't realize it. You did. Yeah, you told me it's like you don't have a stash. Someone, no, someone told me you had a stash. I said, unthinkable. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and I do. I've had it for a while. I might need to do something different. No, man. I think it's the move. Do you think I'm going to be that guy for the rest of my life, just the stash guy? Not the rest of your life, but a lot of my life for the next ten years. I'll be a stash guy for ten years. Yeah, I think so. That's cool, man. Yeah. All right. Well, shout out to Rooster and Goose from Top Gun. That's a, that's a good. That's a good. My way to the danger zone. Got a lot of interesting questions. We did, and we got a, a huge spectrum of questions. Yes, some concerning your stash, some concerning the Trinity, which will as get as you might be surprised, a lot of them didn't include my stash, which I was surprised about. But I was surprised. Yeah, that's a big big hit. But uh, yeah, so a lot of questions that don't involve the stash, stash and Trinity. We might combine those. We might, two. might have a Trinity question that involves <laughs> mustaches. mustaches. <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's a great theme. Yeah, we, uh, we had stuff about. Um, Calvinism, which don't want to talk. About. I know who you are. <laughs> we uh, know who you we are. We know who you are. You we had some. I mean, we some people gave us some cool ideas about diving into like pair, like specifically parables. That yeah, was, that was a cool idea. We might do that. So later. I think I think like with the amount of questions that we got, we're clearly going to have more Q and A's in the future. This was really cool yeah. to see the things that you people know, listeners wanted to hear about, and we're grateful for that. Um, so we're going to take just a couple of them today. Yeah, and then we'll we'll hopefully come hit as we do more Q&As in future episodes and future seasons, you know, we're going to have a bank of questions that we pull pull from. So if if um, if we don't answer your question today, just send us hate mail. And also forgive, because that's what we're called to do, right? Amen, brother. Come on. So I'll ask the first. Okay, let's jump right in. Um, but so these two questions were kind of, we're going to tie them together. Mm-hmm. But um, 
someone had said, how do you know for sure when God is talking to you mm. and when it's just your own thoughts mm. or someone else's voice? And then the second kind of, I mean, two. it's just practical. It's yeah. practical. What are some practical steps, they literally said practical, <laughs> you take in your daily schedule to stay consistent with the word? The word. So, what word? Have you, my question first with that is, is there been a moment, like, did you have that tension in your life, and when was that, and explain, like, kind of what you were feeling, and uh, kind of what resolved that? Yeah, of, like, hearing God's word, or knowing if it was God's word, my own thoughts, or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think when we think about, like, hearing the word of God, and, like, hearing his voice, um, I think a lot of the time we think, like, audibly, or, like, written in the sky, or, like, very clear... Um, like I saw Jesus' face in my cereal type stuff, and um, which by the way, have you ever seen Jesus' face in your cereal? No. Okay, me neither. <laughs> we'll 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 pray for that. But I, I think, in my experience, and this is not as specific. I think as you're asking, I can get it maybe more specific. More specific. Um, but I think the the biggest thing is if we're trying to hear God's voice, we have to know his word and we have to know what our God cares about. And yeah. and 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 so I think the filter that we have to always look through is um is this what I'm what I'm think I'm hearing, does it line up first with what God's word says? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't um I don't think that we're always going to hear God's voice in an audible way or in a, um, or in a, in a very, like, I saw it written in the sky. Those things happen. We can hear God's voice audibly. I've heard stories of that. I, you know, I personally never experienced where I've heard an audible voice from God, but I have heard in certain massive circumstances or, or things like seen around me that were very obviously that was the Lord. But I would say just in day-to-day life and practically following the Lord, discerning His voice versus your own thoughts, you first have to ask the question is, what I'm hearing and what I'm thinking in my mind, does it line up with His Word? Mm-hmm. Because God has given us His Word to direct us, to show us who He is, um, and so, like, if we're hearing something that's contrary to the Word of God, it's not God. Yeah. Um, I and, and I would say, too, um, that in my, own, in my own life, discerning the voice of God uh, and, and what God's leading me to do, um, it, it, it more often than not is, is, is going to come in moments slowly over time mm-hmm. where if, I'm, if there's a decision or I'm trying to really hear from the Lord and His direction over my life, um, I think it just takes a lot of, a lot of uh, prayer and, and kind of allowing the Lord to direct you as you go. Yeah. Um, at least that's been my experience where... Because I, I had this problem, I think, early on in my faith, really... I, I should say, kind of when I was graduating high school, went to college, where it was like, God, what, what are you telling me to do? Like, what yeah. do you want for me? Um, what is your will for my life? And we've talked about this on the podcast, is um, that God's will for your life is pretty clear in Scripture, mm-hmm. right? It's that you would be like Christ. It's like that you would love God with your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, mm-hmm. and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And God has given you gifts and talents and things and passions that are not there to trip you up. So I think as you go and as you're 
being obedient to his word, allowing him to shut doors and open doors and direct you, trusting him that he will direct you, that he is faithful to see you through. So I know that's kind of a little bit of a broad answer, but I think we first have to, when we're talking about discerning the voice of God, God's not going to speak something contrary to his word. Mm -hmm. And so when you hear stuff that's like, God told me to, you know, do this thing, and it's like, well, I don't see that in Scripture anywhere, yeah. then that's not God. Yeah. Um, that's something else. And yeah. I think that's the most obvious way. You want to talk more specific, you know, maybe like zoning in, because I know sometimes we get, like, get a little bit confusing hearing the voice of God. What experience do you have with that? Yeah, so I, again, I know that I've said this on the, the podcast a couple of times, but like my first encounter with the church and with Christianity was... Um, a very, like if there was a spectrum, it's as extremely charismatic as you can go. And I, I love my charismatic brothers and sisters, and they've actually taught me a lot. But I, I encountered a lot of people claiming to speak on behalf of God, mm-hmm. and they were prophesying over my life, and it didn't come, like, uh, right. they prophesied even over my grandmothers, mm. and none of it came to fruition, and my, some of my grandmothers are gone now. And so I... I I, I really wrestled with how do you hear from God, and then when I came to know the Lord, that question became even more, I think of a, I think it became more of a, a weight, it became a weight, like a weight thing, like it felt very heavy, right. it became burdensome, that right. became burdensome. Right. So I think that there's a few things that um, I, I've learned, like I, I know that, like what you pointed out, the, the scriptures are really... The central, the central point of that is God's specific revealed word. Um, he has inspired men through His Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. write down His words. I mean, like we, we, this has been the beginning of our, like even the, like beginning of our faith, where God is on, or Moses is on Mount Sinai with God, and He writes word for word, word what God tells him. That right. that's our, like prime example like that's what has happened with all of the scriptures and how they've come together and so hmm. i think there's the revealed word i think that god does speak through creation but it never um contradicts his word yeah i think we can learn i think god speak i think god truly does speak through science um through the social sciences the natural sciences but yeah. i think what's happened i think the reason we have such a difficulty with this question is because i think we are we're post enlightenment um, generation, we're a post enlightenment world. We're even post modern, and mm. I think what happens is we have a real hard time, a real difficulty in 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 in, in accepting and embracing super the supernatural. So, like, mm. I think we're supernaturalistic. I think we're super materialistic. We like to touch. We like to see. And I, I like we like to smell. Like, we, if it's not sensory, I think we have a problem um, a problem with uh, those things. But I, I think like we are we're, we are super sin like we want um, to feel hear touch. I think that that has Im- what's caused that question to come up to f- the front a lot. Mm-hmm. Like we we really struggle with the supernatural. Yeah, but everything about faith is supernatural. Yeah. It's a metaphysical thing. It's a philosoph like it, there's a philosophical element to hearing God's voice. And I I think God's word is clear that He speaks through three primary avenues. One is through his word, two is through his people, 
and three is through spirit. Yeah. Um, so with the spirit, you all, it's interesting. The spirit is always pointing to the son. The son's always pointing to the father and the father's always pointing to, to one of them. And right. so I think one of the ways that you know that it, that a filter is, is God speaking to you? Is it pointing to Jesus? Cause the Holy Spirit's in you. Is it somehow pointing to Jesus? Like, yeah. is, it, is it getting you to Jesus? Are you becoming more like Jesus? How do you know if you're becoming more like Jesus? Look at the, the Gospels. Is your life beginning to align more with Christ? That's going back to his word. But um, I think some other things, like, people are like, how do I specifically know? I I think we make it more complicated. I know. I'm, I'm rambling. No, dude. I, I, have, I, totally I have other agree. thoughts, but I... I totally agree. I think we make it way more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah. That's kind of when I read that question, I was like, I've, I, I get that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important. Um, I think we give God's sovereignty and control and like faithfulness less credit mm-hmm. than is due, and we give more credit to our ability to, to discern. Yeah, like and, and we put pressure on our ability to discern things, and I think that's can be misplaced to where yeah. it's like, okay, God will speak to me, and He'll like our God is not a God of confusion. Yeah, um, but a God of peace. Again. You got to know his word to know how he's going to talk, what he's going to call you to, what you know. So I think, I think we, like you said, I think make it in that more simple. Like God is faithful, and yeah. so like trusting where he has you, trusting where he's leading you, trusting what he's going to communicate through his word to you, and not putting the pressure to be like, you know, is this the Lord's voice telling me? And and if and if you said something a second ago that I think is really important. Like allowing, you know, that God speaks through his word, through creation, through his people. You gotta be in community to have people help you and yeah. walk with you. So like if you're if you're man, you gotta have people pray with you. You're not meant to like carry all of that on your own as well. So uh, again, we could go a thousand different ways we're talking about that. But um so I in that light, I don't want to interrupt you. I do I have two two more things. Go for it. I think with what you just said. It, I think it's important, not just the the church today, but the church of the past. Yeah, I think the Holy Spirit again. He God speaks through His Holy, like to, speaks through the Spirit. And I think if the Spirit is truly within believers, He's leading people similar because God doesn't change; He's immutable. It's good. So if you, I, I know people are going to be really bored with this, but I think you should look at church history and see how God has moved, mm. um, because our God has not changed. I mean, Jesus is very similar; like He, yeah, I mean, really He's the good. same as the Old Testament God. Like He, He's the same. He, he hasn't changed. Mm. So I, I think if God, if that's true, if Scripture is true, which we believe it is, um, if God hasn't changed, He's worked in the same ways. It just might look different differently culturally mm-hmm. or it might look different culturally yeah so I think church history is huge I know that's boring and no one wants to do that but I think it, it is important to see you can see how like yes you see how God moved in scripture but God has still moved in history yeah um, so I think that's really important and then I think like one of the things that I, I typically um, evaluate in my life to see hey is cam really listening to the voice of God? Is I look at the results of my life. I know mm. this may sound this could this you could make this super legalistic, and you could make this super workspace. Right. But it, this is nothing. I'm saying it gets you saved. This, but I, there are works involved in our faith. So mm. um, it's not it's not works for salvation, but salvation leads to works. So right. Um, we're not going to James. We're not going to Paul. <laughs> but I do think, I think the scripture. I think we have to start with like Genesis. In the garden, they were whole people. Yeah. They were in community with Adam and Eve. Were in community with God. They were they were whole, and they be, and, and when they when the fall comes into the picture, 
that's when humans began to not flourish. Hmm. That's when they became fractured. That's when sin and creation began to groan and yearn for the presence of God again. And I think that when we are truly hearing the voice of God and we're obeying the voice of God, I think we become more whole. We become whole, more whole and more complete and more mm. perfected because we are truly listening to the voice of God. So that doesn't mean your circumstances are super great, and that doesn't mean you're like emotionally doing fantastic. Um, I think that means like I think that there is a peace, and you are beginning to understand more of who you are in Christ. Yeah. Um, I think there's a confidence that comes. I think, and I, I do think happiness comes and joy comes. Sure. When, but I think look at the results of your life. I think that's like, it, I don't know. I that that's just something that has been super important to me. I evaluate my life, and if I, if, I, if I'm truly listening to God's voice and truly discerning rightly God's voice, yeah, I will be like that. Means I'm growing in relationship with Him, which means I'm becoming more whole because He is the source of yeah. Um, healing. He's the source of wholeness. He's the that's source good. of good. So that's good. I don't. That's probably a tangent. No, dude, it's great. It's great, and I think it goes great segue to our next question. Yeah, which I'm gonna ask you, and you're gonna go first. Okay. Put you on the spot. You ready? Yeah. A lot of stuff we're talking about with like the Word of God and and knowing and reading the Word. So this question is: What are some practical steps that you can take in your daily schedule to schedule consistent time in God's Word? Yeah. Practical. So this may not be a popular view in the evangelical circles. Do we ain't about being popular? Yeah, it's because we're not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I don't think it's super controversial. I, I think that word intake is um, I, I, I'll say, I'll say, I'll share how this shaped me. I was sitting down with a mentor uh, probably 10 years ago, and I asked him what his quiet time looked like. And um, this man's close to 70 if he's not. No, he's in his 70s. He might, I don't know how old he is now. But um, <laughs> he uh, he told me it looks different hmm. in different seasons. Yeah. I, I think I got into this idea that my quiet times had to be two hours, and they had to be at three or four in the morning. And I had to memorize b- books of the Bible all the time. And I sat down with him and I asked him that question, and he said he looked at me and he said, "Cam, like sometimes, like I don't, I don't know. I'm in just a season of sorrow, and I can't even read, and so like I, I can't even look at the scriptures. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll put because my soul is so despaired, I, I'll listen to a worship song, and I'm like, God, just meet me. Hmm. Um, I, I think we have to remember the objective before we get into the means of the objective." And the means is to meet with God and to know God. It's really good. And I think it's to experience His presence. Mm. I don't. I think we forget that. And yeah. I think when we, when we get so caught up in I missed a quiet time, I'm a terrible Christian, and it becomes this legalistic thing. I think we should strive to be in the Word daily. I, but I think that's not that does, that doesn't go well with life sometimes. Right. Um. I, I I think that we have to remember the objective. And so one of the things that I do is I change it up. I think it's important to change it up. Like, I, I, I can't give you, like, a this works for me. So in whatever you're about to say works for you, and it's the season of life you're in, we're just going to change. Right. I, I will say the Word is central to all of it. Um, but I I do well in the, my best time to think, where my mind is most clear, yeah. is in the morning. Yeah. That's not for everyone. Right. Like, I, I do well when I just, I wake up slowly, everything's super quiet. 
Um, my wife might be working out or she might be asleep. The dog's asleep. Don't have children yet. <laughs> um, but I, I typically will turn the, co- I'll, I'll get the coffee going. And I, I don't know about, like, this is something I recently started doing. I'll just sit for 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. And I know that's like not super spiritual. That sounds super boring. No. But I literally will just drink coffee. And one of the things that I learned recently, this is an Eastern Orthodox thing. Um, it's called um, breath, like breathing prayer or breath prayer. It yeah. sounds super mystic and yeah, it kind of yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But it's been super helpful in my, my times with the Lord. Um, I, It's like just acknowledging that he's there. Yeah, it's good. So like you like they they'll tell you to breathe in and it's like you are here and you breathe out and like I'm with you. Mm. And and I and I just will do that like on the, in the on the back porch with coffee. And then so good, um man. the the other stuff is it's kind of just it, it, you need to be in the word. Like right. figure out like if you do better with listening to sermons at this season, listen to sermons, get the word in like that's a, a form. Yeah. Um hear the word, read the word, memorize the word, meditate on the word, apply the word. Yeah. Um I do think when you apply the word you begin to see super huge life change. But I journal. I do all those I, I but it changes. Sometimes I'll write these long explanations. Sometimes I draw pictures. Yeah. <laughs> like I like what's the picture in in this chapter and I'll draw, and that I think changing it up though gets me excited about it. Yeah, that's really good. Like man. I, I like I, I'm experiencing the Lord. That's my main objective. And sometimes it's five minutes. Mm. Sometimes it's fifteen. Sometimes it's thirty. Sometimes it is an hour. Sometimes it's two. I, I think um, we can't fit that into a box. I think we should prioritize it. Um, I think we should have it. I, I, I have meetings with you and everybody else in my life on the calendar, so my meetings with the Lord are on the calendar. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we should strive for daily, but. I know that's not realistic. That is a ramble, and I know someone will get some one or two things. Oh, no, that. that's so good, man. So, I think that's. Uh, I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of discipline that comes with meeting with the Lord. Just as anything else, anything good and worth doing is going to take discipline at some point. Yeah. And um, so there are like a lot of practical discipline steps to take. Um, but I really like how you started out with saying. That it's going to look different in every season, and I, I just I know you know Stephen five years ago, and a lot of, I know a lot of people in right now that man are are really disciplined in in like sitting and reading scripture, but they're yeah. they're feeling very um like they they almost feel like there are times the Lord are a waste of time. They feel yeah. like they're not getting anything out of it. They they just feel they're very good at being disciplined. Yeah, um, I had a brother. Um, um, not my brother. I don't have an actual brother. Brother in the Lord. Uh, tell me, uh, when I was just kind of asking him, we were talking about this topic of of reading the Bible and having quiet times and what that looked like. And he was like, uh, I'm going to paraphrase what he said, but essentially it was said that, man, when I got past uh, the shame that I was putting on myself to have my quiet times look a certain way, like it had to look this way or be like I had to get up at four in the morning and do yeah. this. And when I got past the shame that it oh that I was putting on myself, realizing that it didn't have to be that. Yeah. Maybe I'm not a morning person. Maybe I'm not uh going to be a person that can like do the same thing for a really long time and I gotta change it up. I gotta be that's just my personality. Yeah. And I realized that was okay and the Lord like was still in that and still like speaking and sometimes I'd he was saying, sometimes I don't even, like you just said, sometimes I don't even read, you know, long passages of Scripture. Sometimes I sit there with the Bible open, or, or I'm just there with the Lord. I sing, or I just sit. Um, yeah. 
And he said, sometimes that's at one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And, and I slept in till nine and that's, that's how it works for me. And yeah. I, and I, once I got past from shaming myself from doing it that way, then he said, things just started to really open up and I really just started to really experience the Lord. So I think my encouragement one, and I'm, and I'm still trying to do this, figure this out for myself. Like what, where, what's going to work for me and the Lord in, in this? And, and there are some disciplines, like you said, like I think yeah. obviously having scripture involved and reading the word of God, knowing it, letting it get, you know, in your heart is a huge part. I think journaling is a big part. There's disciplines that I'm like, yes, let's yeah. do those things. Um, but, that cannot be the point. Yeah. The discipline itself is not the point. The point is to be in the presence of God, to be listening, to experience, to be walking with mm-hmm. Him. Um, that's Those are means yeah. to get to those places. So I think practically, you know, what I would say, and what I'm still trying to do is, um, and man, I love what you said, be okay with it looking different. Yeah. You know, um, and and be okay with different stages of life. It looking different. Um, I, I would say if you haven't tried getting up early, try getting up early. If you've never done that, you're like I'm just not a morning person. I would encourage you at least try it for a season yeah. and just see. Because I mean, sometimes man, when you get up and it's quiet, and maybe it's at five a.m., six a.m., whatever it is for you, um, and and it's nothing's moving around, and you can just be in in silence. Like that's gonna change some people's lives. Yeah. I mean, really, if you haven't done that before, I, I know some people that were not morning people, and and started doing that, and now that's like they have to do it. That's like they love yeah. it. Um, I've gone through seasons where I've like really loved that, and there, I'm in a season right now where I'm not really getting up super early, um, and so again, it looks different. Um, mm. But I would say practical steps. Just try different things, like you said, um, and mm. go different places. Move around, like you know, maybe maybe there is a similar like man. It's just your breakfast table, and that's where you are with the Lord every morning, and that's important to you. Um, and I would say if you're in like a just where you feel like you're hitting a wall with reading scripture, try something different. Yeah, just sit for thirty minutes. Sing, you know, if you're not comfortable singing, you know, maybe just go somewhere where no one's going to hear you. Get in a yeah. car, do something, because uh, really the goal is to man. I want to experience God. I want to. I want to be with God. And I think when my prayer started to change, when I would get up in the morning or open the Bible, when the prayer started to change from God speak to me to God, I just want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Where that perspective started to change because mm-hmm. God's speaking, God's moving, speaking through His Word. Like you have His Word in front of you. Yeah. Like He's going to speak and move. His Spirit's going to lead you places. Like He's faithful to do that. So to ask, like, God, speak to me, was really what I was saying was, God, give me something that I know that I was with you today. Mm -hmm. Instead of, God, I just want to enjoy being with you. And Mm -hmm. so I think, practically speaking, there's a lot of disciplines and things you can do, but really just, man, take the pressure off that it's got to be a certain something and just start doing it. Yeah. Stop worrying about and shaming yourself that's got to be, you know. And I know there's probably more practical things we can really dive into, but that's... That's my what I think. Yeah, I think also when you truly experience, like I I know that some people might be asking, like, how do I know it's specifically the Lord speaking because I have I need direction? Yeah, or like they're like they have specific questions in life. I do think that sometimes when you truly encounter the presence of God, you find the answers. Yeah, yeah. It's not like this verbal. It's more of like I, I think like when we're clarity comes into his when, when you're in his presence clarity yeah. comes oh yeah confusion tends to fade away when oh, you're in yeah. his presence and so i think the objective is his presence not answers for your life right 
I, I but, but really I think good. when you experience his presence, you get answers for yeah, your life. Yeah, that's that, so good. Exactly. Um, exactly. But I also wanted to emphasize something you said. I, I think that, because they said they wanted pra- pragmatic, like they wanted yeah. practical. Yeah. Um, I think that one, this is, so we, we were kind of more gracious and merciful on this end, but I do think there needs to be kind of a, um, stern sure like like you, you use the word discipline yeah. like i'm just gonna be real I, I see a lot of christians who are just lazy yep and they don't prioritize the lord yep so there's that end of the spectrum too mm-hmm. you're you, you're you're saying i just don't have time that that's not true like i i recently was talking to somebody and they they just had their third kid um a newborn and they were saying like cam like i've used my kids as an excuse Mm. To not be with the Lord and be in the Lord, like be with the Lord and be in the Word, and he's one of our adult leaders. Yeah, and he says I feel super convicted because that's not true. I do have time, even with a newborn baby screaming. Yeah, at night. It, but I think it looks different. Yeah, I think that's important. I think your quiet times might look different, but I think you have to evaluate your life. Yeah, and I think you have to say, okay, what am I prioritizing? And mm-hmm. look at all the things you're prioritizing. And realize the Lord and His presence and being with Him is more important than all of those things. That's good. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, obviously your spouse is your priority. You're, you spending time with the Lord is more important than you spending time with your spouse. Come on. Like, you you encountering God, the creator of the universe, is more important than you working out and trying to look good for whoever. You're, or maybe you're trying right. to look good. Yeah, like, you're being vain. Like, I'm just being honest. Like, a lot of people are working out because they just want to look good. Yeah. That's why they work out ten times a week. When really you just need to work out to be healthy, right? <laughs> you know, you might be working out too much. Um, you you have your calendar filled with people you're meeting with coffee or for lunch with, and spending time with the Lord is more important than spending time with those people. Those people are, and all those things are priorities. Mm-hmm. But He is the one who's above all of that. Yeah. And so I think you really need to evaluate when am I my when am I my most energized? I want to give my best to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So for me, like I said, that's the morning. Yeah, I want to get. This is where I'm fully energized. This is where the I'm, my distractions are limited, and I can give the Lord my best in this mm. moment. You said place. Place is super important. Yep. Some of y'all, I've been talking to some students. Some of y'all be trying to, like, you're you're reading the Word laying in your bed <clears throat> at night. That's stupid. I go to sleep. You, go, I mean, like your bed. So your your body is so cool. It, it automatically associates subconsciously that your bed is where you sleep. Yep. So all y'all like, I just can't read. I can't be in the work because I'm so tired. That's because you're, d- you're doing in your room. And you're doing you a horizontal, your, friend. You're, yeah, and you're doing it or on the couch. Yeah. Like your your body, your brain associates the couch with like TV and just um, what's what's it called when you're uh, when you're on your phone? Like decompressing. Decompressing. Lounging. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're detaching. Yeah. Like, of course, you're not gonna have great quiet times on your couch because your your mind is so used to associating the couch with. Watching and binge watching Netflix. Yeah. So you the place is super important. Mm. Like you need to consecrate a place, which means set apart. That's a really churchy word. You need to set apart. Set a, it apart. Consecrate. Um. You need to you need to set apart a space. That's this is where. Yeah. I mean the Lord. Okay. You might need to walk to the park down the street and sit on a bench, and that's where you meet with the Lord. Um. I think the place is super. The time, the place are super important. And your mental awareness is super important. Um, now, again, it's not always going to look like that. Yeah. But you constantly need to evaluate those things. Yeah. And you constantly need to look at your calendar. And you need to put... I put I put in my calendar meet, meeting with the Lord every day on my calendar. Yeah. Because um, he, he's more important than everyone else. Yeah. So I, I calendar everyone else. Um, that's not a legalistic thing. It's like, no, the Lord is that important. 
I'm going to calendar yeah. the Lord. And then you might even go outside of that like spontaneous meeting with the Lord. Yeah, you know? I like that a lot. So last question, Steve, for this mm-hmm. one. We, I mean, there was more questions, but we don't, we don't have time. Right. But um, it says, how do so? This is so we we just talked about spending time with the Lord. Yep. And we're talking about spending time with friends, in 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 the midst of all the busy. Yeah. So yeah. it says, how do you and Steve make time for one on one time, um, with your guy friends in marriage, and how has that changed since marriage? I, I think so. I think what they I think what they're asking is. How do you make like I think specifically us? How do we prioritize one on one time with each other yep. and other guy friends yep. um, before marriage? And how did that change in marriage? Mm-hmm. I think that's what really the question is. Yeah. So obviously, uh, we don't get less busy. I feel like as we get older and do things and get married and have kids, we we probably. There's more. There's seasons in and out. Seasons busy and non busy. But I, I think we just get more busy. There's more things to do. There's more things to take care of. Just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say if you're not married, you're probably gonna have more free time. Um, yeah. And you should have more free time. I think there's a biblical precedent to that in singleness. And and but we're not getting to that. Um, I w- I would say I probably didn't have to think about it as much when I wasn't married, like meeting with friends and like intentional one-on-one time, if that's what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. because that's really important to have a couple um, uh, people that you do hang out with one-on-one that you can have all, we've talked about this, have it on the table with, there's accountability, there's encouragement and prayer for one another, all those things. Um, So I I think being married and and, um, this is a spectrum of it too, man, because I think, we can fall into when we get married, <laughs> fall into a space of where it's like, oh, I'm married, I'm just so busy. <laughs> you know, kind of yeah. like what we talked about. Uh, some of y'all and myself, I've done that. I'm gonna put myself in this. I generally and and have times made myself more busy than I should be. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. You know, we, you know, we got to cook tonight. We got to go to the grocery store. I got to go on a date night with my wife. And man, we're so busy. We're so busy. Um, I think part of that comes from figuring out your first kind of couple years of marriage, mm-hmm. figuring out how you do life together. Yeah. So there is some realness to that. And I think we need to be patient with our married friends that like, so say you're a single person and your best friend or so-and-so gets married and all of a sudden you're like, they're so different. They've changed. They're not the same. They're, I hate them. No, no one says that. Maybe. Uh, but people do say that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It does. It does destroy relationships. I would say on that end, be patient because it just takes time to figure out that rhythm and life mm-hmm. rhythm and all those things. Um, on the other end of the married folks, um, I think it's really important to value relationships outside of your marriage. Um, your marriage is so important, mm-hmm. and and how you guys are living, your life rhythms, how your family, all of those things are so important. But I see so many, and I've been married four years. You've been married six months. Is that right? Yeah, six months. I see so many like people that have been married 25, 30 years. And to be fair, it's really hard to have long-term relationships. The relationships come and go. So yeah. this is going to be a little bit unfair of what I'm going to say, but I think there's truth in this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that have been married 25, 30 plus years that have no friends. Yeah. They have no people. They, they're, they're, they have turned into kind of 
hermit married folks. They they have community, like they're maybe even involved in the church, but they have no people that like know know them, mm-hmm. like really know them. Um, and again, I'm speaking a little bit like I'm putting a blanket over all these people, and I'm I'm I, I get it. That's There's a good such, ge- that's such, a good fair generalization. Yeah, I think it's a generalization, but there is some truth to it. So I would say. Whatever season of like value other relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you need to forsake your wife and go hang out with the boys. This is not an excuse to be like, hey, we had a date night and I'm gonna go the boys are more important. That's not what I'm yeah. saying. But what I am saying is like you have to make time mm-hmm. for you and make time for your wife or your husband to go hang out with other people. Yeah. Cause that's gonna help your marriage. Yeah. Getting away from one another at times <clears throat> and just having time with uh, maybe, maybe, maybe some really close friends. Um, that just gives you perspective. It mm-hmm. gives they can speak in and encourage you and things that you don't see. They pick out blind spots in you. Um, so so important. So to answer, get down to the answer of the question. Um, how do I make time for one on one? And how does that change in marriage? I think you have to work a little bit harder in marriage. Yeah. Um, to do it, but I, I I don't think it's as hard as we make it. And I think all it all it is is like, dude, I, I'm I'm just going to start. I'm gonna find a time. I'm gonna commit to a time. I'm going to I'm going to reach out because a lot of time we're looking for someone to reach out to us mm-hmm. and like want to hang out with us. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna be proactive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the steps to make time and yeah. and being okay with that looking different. You know, um, maybe it's like a FaceTime call if you're in like a really busy season of life. Still finding time. Yeah, call someone. Um, you know, it just it, it it's gonna look different for everybody. But I, I think as simple as it is, make time for it because it's super important. Yeah. I obviously I'm still in the first year of marriage. And so it's it's super like the adjustment's still super fresh. Yeah. And so it's it's one of those things, and this person who asked is in their first year of marriage too. It even though you don't like I know a lot of people have I think a lot of people have unrealistic expectations. Yeah, agreed. And it's just it's it, this isn't this doesn't make marriage burdensome. It doesn't make marriage awful, but you're it, just one of the natural progressions of when you get married is your social circle does shrink. Yep. And like you said, in your social social circle can't grow as you're adjusting to marriage. But there needs to be a lot of grace. There needs to be a lot of mercy. And then whenever the day that you have children, your social circle is going to shrink again, um, but then it'll grow again. Yeah. So you, you just – there's there's some – you need to be aware of your social circle and how limited it is. Um, and there and I think, like, with, you might there might need to be – like we were talking about with the Lord, you might need to evaluate your life and say, I have to prioritize friends. Mm-hmm. Um it's truly the Lord is the top priority. Your spouse is next. And then but your relationships with people who are life giving to you yes. are super important. And I they're necessary. Yes. All of these are all necessary relationships. You just need to prioritize them right. rightly. And so I think, for instance, with the one one on one may not even be realistic in your life at that point. You right. might you might have three or four friends that are really important to you and you just need to meet up with them weekly altogether. Yeah. I, I think it depends how you are and how you're wired. That's good. You really need to evaluate, okay, what is it that who are the people who are super important? Maybe you don't have maybe you don't have anyone that's super important, like mm. super prioritized. But may, who are the people 
that I'm like, I can't, I have to have um, in this season. Like these are, they just give life to me. They grow, help me grow closer to the Lord. And you might need to be open and honest with them. Hmm. Um, I know that I've had to like sit down with you at certain seasons and say, Hey, I, I, this is a really hard season right now. And bro, I need you. Like, yeah. I've said that. Yeah. Um, and you might just have to be really real. Now, here's the thing. They, by their actions, they may not reciprocate that. Yeah. And we just need to put on our, our big boy pants and our big girl pants. <laughs> Come on. And realize some people don't, like, it's not because you're terrible and it's not because you're awful, but some people don't want to be your friend. Yeah. Yep. They, they they don't they don't they don't feel like they jive with you well, and it's not a personal vendetta, but they just don't. So mm-hmm. you you need to and hey, you might get rejected. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You'll get over it. You'll yep. get through it. But you you do need to be honest. If there are some people like I'm pretty sure, like I, we were meeting for two years one on one before I I think I told you that. And I'm like no, Steve's someone I trust. Steve, someone who's meeting me where I'm at in life, I think I need to be honest with him. I really need a friend, like, and I need him to ask me these questions. Yeah, and you might have a group, but I think you you just need to you just need to realize like that might not be mutual, and you and you'll know when it's mutual. Mm-hmm. And so, like what you were saying, those people who are 35, 50 years down the road, they they're not. They just have given up. And they're not. Right. They're not going out there and like you. Friends also change in seasons. Yes. Um, friends change in seasons. And, and and that's not because you're not loved by that friend, but um, I some of the closest friends of my life, I don't talk to them anymore. Yeah. You know? And some of them, I like, I hope they don't, I'm not, I hope they're not listening. Mm-hmm. Some of them weren't able to make it to my wedding or they weren't invited to the wedding because our wedding was just super small. Yeah. Um, that, that doesn't take away how close I was with them in that season. Right. You know? And so I think, I, I those are just some practice, like, your circle is your social circle is shrinking and growing throughout life, and you need to evaluate that circle. Yeah, and then you need to say, okay, I I have to keep this circles really small, and we say this with discipleship, but I think it's true for friendships. I I want to do for a few what I wish I could do for all. Exactly. And then you need that mutuality. It's good. Like mutuality is so important. Yeah. Um, and you don't need to take it personal if it's not reciprocated. Right. I know you will. I take it. I take it personally. Yeah, I'm like, I do too, bro. Why don't they love me? I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm pretty great. But you I are guess I'm great, also man. obnoxious and prideful. So um, I think that those those are some you have to prioritize it and you have to put it on your calendar. Yeah, no, that's really good. I think I think um, it's probably on both sides. You know, single people, you know, probably generally just need to be more patient with their married friends um, and figure out how they can serve their married friends versus how they can. You know, we used to hang out three nights a week, and now we don't do that anymore. Instead of being really harsh, and then on the other end, I think for married couples, figure out what your rhythm is and figure out how practically we can let, even if it's just one, two, or three, whatever that is for you. Um, I know a lot of couples say, hey, we're going to have people over one night a week, and like that's something they do. So, And every couple's different, um, but I think in marriage, just know that relationships are going to be different, Yeah. but you got to work to figure out, because what you don't want is to be 60 years old and have no one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not to say that if you're 60 and you're listening to this and you don't have a lot of friends that you can't start making friends. Um, I'm just saying that just make it a priority. That's really yeah. what it is. Make it a priority, even when you don't realize it is. Like, you're comfortable. I'm cool. Like, I got in a season where I was just really comfortable. Yeah. Um, but I think we, we need to push deeper into yeah. relationships. So asking the question maybe, how can we push a little deeper yeah. this season into relationships? And I would say... Way in, in some, being a little bit more practical, if you don't have those friends, or 
you're you're wanting to branch out of your current circle. Yeah. Um, pri- prioritize your church. Yep. Um, getting like don't you don't have to commit to this. Like I would commit to a Bible study eventually, mm-hmm. but commit to Bible studies and get to know people. Yep. Through that, like you're not going to have this instant best friend. Um, but get to know people, and then also like sit. I know that the, like our city does this, Jacksonville does this, where there are um, Bible studies where multiple churches come together. Yeah. Or worship gatherings. Yeah. Like look it up online. Um, go go do uh, like there was that uh, like glow fun like fun run thing yeah, that our yeah, city yeah. was doing. Yeah. And it might and you might end up <clears throat> finding friends that are non-believers and you lead them to the Lord. I don't know. You just gotta you, you gotta put effort. Yeah. And people aren't. Want it, they want the they want the reward they want the relationship but they don't want to put forth that's good man the effort well hey you guys had Q's we had A's <laughs> first Q and A ever yeah there were there were some rambling A's no but I love it man that sounds like a cuss word or it could be maybe Let's not look not. it up rambling A's <laughs> so anyway grateful for time with you today bro yeah man doing some questions we'll do some q q and more q and a's to come in the future keep See. listening to your conversations podcast love y'all anything else no, you man. Say? peace we'll see y'all peace